Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Let's call it Magnificent Monday because any day above ground is a good day. Especially when you can talk sports. I'm your host, OG, and if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. I got what you need. Let's jump right in. First, we're going to start our normal. We're going to start college football. Pretty good slate of games this weekend. We're going to start off top 25. Number two, Cincinnati versus Navy. The Bearcats started slow. Almost a little too close for comfort. But they steadied the ship late and held off the midshipmen 27-20. Number three, Oklahoma versus Kansas. Maybe the Sooners overlooked the Jayhawks just a little bit. They jumped out to a lead, but the new sheriff, Caleb White, shout out to the DMV, stand up, was up for the challenge, 35-23 Sooners. Number four, Alabama versus Tennessee. Well, the game was close until half, then the tide rolled right over the Volunteers, 52-24. Moving on to number five, Ohio State versus Indiana. The Buckeyes didn't waste any time imposing their will. It was over right after the kickoff. 54-7 Buckeyes. Number six, Michigan or Northwestern. The Wolverines could not get it going through the air. So the ground game picked up the slack and they pounded Northwestern 33-7. So much for the air raid. Then we go number seven, Penn State versus Illinois. Let's just call the call this the forever game. Nine overtimes. And Brad Billima, Illinois coach, got his first signature win at Illinois. The Nitty Lions dropped two straight, two in a row, 2018. King number eight, Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. As I said on Friday, Iowa State is always a tough out. And the Cowboys, they found out the hard way. 24-21 Cyclones. Number 10, Oregon versus UCLA. The Ducks have been less than spectacular lately, and UCLA, UCLA was game for the upset. The Ducks' defense held off the surge in Bruins, 34-31. Number 12, Ole Miss versus LSU. All Ole Miss in the early going, but lack of focus that the Tigers back in the game late. The Rebels get the win, 31-17. Number 13, Notre Dame versus USC. The Irish... Balanced attack on offense helped them cruise by the overmatched Trojans, 31-16. Number 16, Wake Forest versus Army. Wake has been under the radar all year long. Army gave them a game which they had to fight the whole game. 70-56 is a basketball score, but the Demon Deacons remain unbeaten in the ACC. Imagine that. Number 17, Texas A&M versus South Carolina. Don't look now, SEC. The Aggies have it. The Aggies got it all together and are riding high after beating number one Alabama. The Gamecocks had no chance in this one. 44-14. Number 18, North Carolina State versus Miami. The Wolfpack have been playing it close all year long, and Miami has been a tale of missed opportunities and injuries. Well, the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes ship finally came in as they, as they get the Wolfpack 31-30 in a close one. Okay, we're going to number 22, San Diego State versus Air Force. The Aztecs, once again, showing they belong as they outlast Air Force 2014. Number 23, Pittsburgh versus Clemson. Another surprise team in the ACC is Pittsburgh. 
but they made a big statement by slaying the giant in the ACC. Clemson, of course, Dabo was looking for ways to fix what's going on. He even benched Big Cinco. They fall to Pittsburgh 27-17. Number 24, UTSA versus Louisiana Tech. Hey, UTSA likes being ranked as they dismantle Louisiana Tech 45-16. to Then Purdue versus Wisconsin. I called this one on Friday. The Badgers had it going in all phases of the game, and they pound the Boilermakers 30-13 after their win over number two Iowa. Okay, games of note. The Texas Tech versus Kansas State. The Tech defense got gashed as they fall to Kansas State 25-24 in a heartbreaker. Shout out to my guys, number seven, Aaron Fry. 32, Tyreek Matthews. I think a coaching change is on the horizon in Lubbock. I'm just saying. BYU versus Washington State. The Cougars bounce back after two straight losses, 21-19. Got Georgia Tech versus UVA. One of the more entertaining games of today, I mean of, of Saturday. The Cavaliers held off the Yellow Jackets 48-40. Shout out to my guy. UVA superfan Darnell Banks. I know he was at the game. Shout out to him and his wife. Can't wait to argue about college basketball with him. Uh, HBCU watch. We had uh, Jackson State versus Bethune-Cookman. Coach Prime sat this one out with complications from his surgery. But it's a good thing his sons didn't. Shador Sanders threw for four TDs. And his brother Shiloh added another inter- interception to his resume. Tigers roll 42-12. Then we had Prairie View A&M. Versus Southern, the Panthers showed no mercy as they rolled 48-21 over Southern at their homecoming. Then we had Alcorn State versus TSU. It wasn't pretty. 44-27, Alcorn State. Then, of course, Nova State versus Howard. The Spartans were all over Howard, 45-31. Okay, now we're going to move over to the professionals. Games we had yesterday. Going to start off with the Washington football team versus Green Bay. The Panthers, the Panthers, were, the, the Packers were right for the picking, but Washington football team shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. The Packers made them pay every time, and the refs didn't help. Packers win. KC versus Tennessee. How the defensive coordinator for Chiefs still has a job is beyond me. Smoke and mirrors. Don't make it if you're facing Derrick Henry. But it wasn't even Henry. It was Tannehill Tana Tana who dissected KC for most of the game. This wasn't, pre- this wasn't pretty, especially Mahomes getting carried off the field. Okay, Atlanta versus Miami. The Falcons seem to have settled into their, in, in on their new direction. And Tua, with trade rumors swirling, played as good a game as he's played as, as he, in his young career. But still falls short. If you trade this guy for anybody less than DW4, you'll regret it. You might want to think about getting a new coach while you're at it. I'm just saying. The New York Jets versus New England. Battle of the rookie QBs. As I said, I hope Zach Wilson makes it through the season. He got knocked out of this game in the second quarter. The Patriots just took him to the woodshed after that. It was bad. Carolina versus the Giants. Once again, the turnover machine, a.k.a. Sam Donaldson, did what he does best, throw to the other team. Giants finally got a complete team game and dominated the second half. Cincinnati versus Baltimore was probably one of the games of the day. 
Look, Lamar may be the glitch in the Matrix, but Joe Burrow looked like the Oracle, reading and dissecting the Ravens' defense at home. Jamar Chase was a problem all day. Whew. We had Philly versus the Raiders. The Raiders came out after amid all the turmoil and once again looked like world beaters. David Carr continued his MVP campaign while Jalen Hurts tried not to get killed behind that line and suspect play calling. Detroit versus the Rams, where the Lions pulled out all the tricks in the desperation handbook. They had kept it close, but the Rams walked off with the win. Hopefully, Campbell, good thing Campbell didn't cry. Coach Campbell didn't cry this week. Good thing. Houston versus Arizona. As I said, I don't even know why Houston showed up. As per usual, they kept it close, even held a brief lead. Then Kyler Murray and the bomb squad woke up and took them apart. This was over. Yeah, Chicago versus Tampa Bay. The Brady Bunch played no games on the way to punishing the Bears at home. Brady threw his 600 career TD. And this is all he needed as they ran away with the rest of the game. No highlights for Chicago. Nothing to talk about. Then last night we had in, uh, the Indianapolis Colts versus the 49ers. The 49ers have a problem. Along with the injuries and the quarterback situation, people have figured out Shanahan's system again. The Colts are a work in progress. People may credit the rain for the win, but Wentz seems more confident by the game. That's going to be a problem. Shanahan, pff, it's time for him to go again from another stop. But that's just me. Come over over to the NBA. A lot of crazy things going on in the in the NBA. What in the hell of Lakerland is going on in Hollywood? The little rift or whatever you want to call it between AD and Dwight Howard is just a precursor to more problems to come if somebody doesn't take control of this control of this. LeBron not doing it. He on a stat pad mission stat pad mission to pass Kareem. Vogel not capable. AD, not vocal. And Russ, just trying not to cuss everybody out. He probably thinking, I wore a dress for this? Sad situation. They traded their future to further LeBron's legacy. Still not saying this can't be salvaged. Russ has to sit. Rondo has to start. But the egos won't let it happen. Everybody is willing to sacrifice until it comes down to them. That's why this is called the me, me, me generation. Yeah, this is a train wreck in the making, but the train can be stopped. Somebody just have to be mad enough to do it. That's all I'm saying. We still got Ben Simmons, the drama from Friday. As I pleaded with them on Friday, I'm glad somebody stepped up to save this young man from himself. I don't care who it was, his agent, maybe Philly even did it. But they did not let this man come out in Philly on Friday night to get what he had coming to him. They had the shirts. They had the jerseys with the X's on them. Like I said, optics is everything. Somebody with some sense got to him and made him man up and go talk to the organization, whatever the case may be, because this could have been catastrophic. I'm just glad somebody did. I don't care who did, but thank you. Like I said, I've been hard on Ben because, like I said, he's, I'm past that he's a kid. He's lazy. He's unprofessional, but he didn't deserve what Philly was about to give him. Need to wake up and realize he's gonna have to put that jersey back on to get out of town. So you gotta do what he gotta do. You know, if you got tough skin, you have to man up, son. Nobody's gonna be able to fix this but you. Okay, Kyrie's still out. Kyrie's still out, but hey, they wanna blame Kyrie. 
or the misfortunes they're having now, they can do that. But it's not his fault. So, I'm going to go to NBA Sunday games. I'll have a full uh, breakdown of the NBA teams on Friday. Who's doing what? Who's going up? Who's going down? But that'll, that'll be on Friday. Uh, NBA Sunday scores. We had Charlotte versus the Nets. Like I said, everybody in Brooklyn wants to list Kyrie as the problem. Not the case. James Harden needs Weight Watchers. And Steve Nash is a horrible coach. The way this is going, Katie may ask out. LaMelo Ball has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. The Hornets are pushover no more. They roll the Nets, 111.95. Yes, the score is correct, 111.95. Orlando versus the New York Knicks. Knicks beat Orlando opening night and fall to them last night. I mean, the, the, the Knicks play hard, but Julius Randle is not a number one. The Magic have been rebuilding for the last 10 years, I think. But uh, Cole Anthony seems to have grabbed the reins at the point guard spot. Even though they drafted Suggs, looks like he's going to be the guy for right now. But, I mean, can they coexist? We'll see. But nobody really knows. Okay, then we have Boston versus Houston. Tatum finally showed his whole game. No Jalen Brown, so he had to be the guy and not shoot a thousand threes. Houston's young star Green finally got it going and dropped 30 after not scoring in double figures the first two games. Celtics 107-97. Then we have Philly versus OKC. Seth Curry, 6-for-7 and 23 points in the first quarter. Gave the Sixers the momentum to pull away early. OKC, Shea Alexander, only bright spot for OKC as they fall 115-103. Golden State versus the Kings. Like I said, the Warriors are back. It's going to be scary. Still no clay, but the bench is playing like the team in 2016. The Kings, Harrison Barnes is lighting it up. Just imagine that. If he had been doing that when he was with Golden State, he'd probably still be there. The question is, is how long is Luke Walton going to last? They've had talent for the last five years. They still haven't made it to the playoffs. So how long will Luke last? He should have been gone two years ago, but that's just me. Kings are still the Kings. Somebody save Buddy Hill. He's rotting on the bench when he should be a starter. That's all I'm saying. Then we have Memphis against the Lakers. Like I said, all the problems that the Lakers are having. Ladies and gentlemen, Ja Morant is a problem. To anybody, Ja's going to be a problem this year for real. And then he's got Jaron Jackson, his buddy, to go along with him. They're going to be a problem. The problem last night was the Lake, the old Lakers, the old Mellow showed up, dropped 28 off the bench, passed Moses Malone for ninth place on the all-time scoring list, and the Lakers get their first win. Wow, they get their first win without LeBron being the story, without AD being the story, without Dwight being the story. Man, like I said, L.A. is a train wreck. Somebody's need to hit the brakes. I don't know what's going to happen, but somebody's got to go, somebody's got to stay. And knowing them, they're probably going to trade Ron, they're probably going to get Rondo out of town, and, and he's the guy that can save them. The whole thing is just funny to me. I, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Somebody saved the Lakers. Magic already posted this tweet about he'd never seen anything like that in 40 some odd years. But yeah, like I said, nothing, no story in the NBA is going to outshine the Lakers this year. Nothing. Remember that. 
Moving on to baseball, the Astros and the Braves will square off on Tuesday. Framber Valdez will go for the Astros and Charlie Morton for the Braves. Should be a good show. I'm a lifelong Yankees fan, but I'm hoping Dusty gets his ring. Not because I live in Houston, just because he should have got one when he was with the Giants with my man Barry Bonds. But, yeah, this should be a good series. Both teams are, are pretty good, but I, I still think the Astros are going to win. Like I said, I'm hoping because they bought Dusty there to do damage control after the whole cheating scandal, and they didn't realize that he was as good a manager as he is, and now they're in the World Series, and like I said, he deserves it if he, if he gets a ring. Now moving on to boxing, which let me apologize because I forgot all about the fight on Saturday, Shakur Stevenson versus Jamil Herring. It completely slipped my mind. You know, my boxing guy, I love getting into it, but I forgot all about it until it was coming on Saturday night. Now, Shakur Stevens is an up-and-coming star. Jamil Herring, he's, he's been a, a steady champ. He's had the belt for a while, but he's way past it, and I pretty much knew how this was going to go. And, you know, I've been complaining about these guys not wanting to fight each other, which is true. But, you know, Shakur came from 126, left the lightweight to come up there to challenge him. But, like I said, Heron was past it, and we all knew how this was going to end. But, like I said, Shakur called him out. So, at least one of these young cats uh, are taking his career into his own hands. Heron put up a good fight, but 10th round was pretty much over. I'm surprised he didn't get him out of there sooner than that. Because basically boxing wants Shakur Stevenson to be the face of boxing. They, they want him to be. Like I say, he's he's young, he's good, he's charismatic. You know, he's a good kid by all accounts. They want him to be the face of boxing. But nobody wants to clean up that 130, 135, 135 to 140 division. Nobody wants to. And all the big boys reside at 147. Spence, Crawford, you know, they're at 147. So what's it going to be? You got the problems in the 135. You got Haney, Teofimo Lopez, and Tank. Cause like, uh, spent. I mean, uh, Devin Haney ran into Teofimo Lopez at a at a, a casino. And if you want to see the the back and forth, you can. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Teofimo claims he's sent contracts to all these top guys. I don't believe it. But, you know, like the, the back and forth banter was, was pretty funny. So if you want to check that out, like I said, it's on it's on YouTube. But uh, these guys have other things to think about. I'm going to give you two names in these lightweight divisions. These guys need to step up and fight. First, you have Gary Russell Jr., he, who most people know about. He has some personal issues he had to step away from. But he's a problem. I kind of think that's why Shakur came up to 130 because Gary is still at 125. And nobody down there wants to fight him. He's like the boogeyman between 120 and 130. Javonta Davis wouldn't fight him. Let's just say that. Okay, and the other guy is Jerron Boots Enos, the new boogeyman. Because Devin Haney was the boogeyman before he got a belt. This guy, Enos, I'm going to say this. And I'm confident from 130 to 135, the top five, including my man Haney, he has the ability to beat all of them. All of them. But he's in the background for now. He reminds me of a, a right-handed Earl Spence. Check him out. 
His name is Jeron, J-E-R-O-N, Enos. He's the guy. He's the new boogeyman. Check him out. But I'm going to give you some facts that's going on. We got November the 6th in Vegas. You got Caleb Plant versus Canelo. It's basically if Plant has a plan and boxes him, he could be in this fight. But if he starts trying to mix it up with Canelo, he gets not, he's getting knocked out. Those are just the facts. Then, of course, the big fight, November 20th in Vegas. Got Terrence Bud Crawford with Showtime Sean Porter. I got Bud all day, but don't think Porter is not going to make it a fight. But once Bud shakes off the ring ruts, it's over. Porter, who I think should go to 154, I think he could beat both the Charlo brothers or even drop down to 140 and make the guys at 130, 135. Think about moving up to Hyde, a la Davis, Teofimo Lopez. Then we got November 27th in New York. Said fighter Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosis. Well, this is the fight nobody wants to see. Teofimo has been dodging and ducking competition since he got the belt. Tried to fight on a Monday. Lost his promoter twice. Changed the venue without getting it, getting it cleared with his opponent. I know he better be lights out in this fight. Because if he's not... They're going to make him fight Loma again, and he doesn't want that. Or one of the said boogeymen, Devin Haney or Enos. He doesn't want that. So he better show up, show out in this fight. Because, like I said, nobody really wants to see it. Uh, speaking of Haney, he fights December the 3rd or the 4th. The date just hasn't been confirmed against Joseph Diaz Jr. This should be just a tune-up. Like I said, uh, Devin's top of his game right now he's just waiting to break somebody in half he just can't get the uh just can't get the people to sign on the dotted line but we want to see good boxing but these guys these guys really need to come on with it then we got d7 december the 11th we got javonta tank davis versus rolando romero this young upstart romero is no match for davis i like his confidence and his moxie but he getting killed and he fights at 135. Davis, who won the 140 title from Barrios, then vacated it. Begs the question, why? This is not a big money fight. It's the true definition of dodging. Javonta, get your life, man. You can hang around Floyd. You can fly on his jet. You can wear his trunks. Newsflash. You not Floyd. You hit hard, but you, the skills don't match up. You not the guy. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're not the guy. I'm not saying you're not. He's gifted, but I'm going to say it, he's not special. Floyd, special. Earl Spence, special. Bud Crawford, special. It's, it's, it's uh, Devin Haney, special. Javonta is a good fighter, but he's not special. I'm amazed at what he's accomplished. It's great. Kudos to him. But until he rolls, if, like I said, he doesn't have to prove anything to me. If, if he's truly special, it'll come out. You prove me wrong, I'll eat the crow. But like I said, I've been watching boxing a long time, even dabbled in it a little bit. Special just doesn't click in my head. When I watch him fight, special doesn't even cross my mind. Not once. Like I said, the Barrios fight, I mean, 
like I said, he pulled that out. And, it, and, and only after Floyd came to the sideline and said, hey, man, you're losing. But, you know, special doesn't just doesn't get it for me. So that's it for boxing. Uh, I gave you the dates. Make sure you check them out. There should be some good fights. Maybe those fights uh, dictate some better fights to come up. Because, like I said, that 135 division is loaded. We need to see some fights, people. Okay, and the winner of the football pool, I forgot, was, uh, this week it was actually a three-way tie. It was Homer, a.k.a. The Ghost, Law Dog, and Slack Jr. They all tied. Three-way tie for the, the football pool this week. It's getting close. Okay, that's all I have for today. Have a magnificent Monday. It's your boy OG, and I'm out.